Hey, this is your fabulous evangelist, Tanisha Ramsey Lane. I am your host on Millennials Ministries on T-O-K-O-V-L Radio. Hello, you guys. Hello, my listeners. Today, we have an amazing show. We have some awesome people that's going to be on today. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you guys are ready. Our panelists is the bomb panelists for this Sunday, fifth Sunday. We're going to talk about the topic will be what represents you. We have the identity coach. Yes, yes. We have the clarity doctor. Yes, yes. And we also have All About One Ministries. I hope you guys are ready to listen. Embrace your ears. Because we're going to get it started on Millennials Ministry. Our first panelist will be Identity Coach. Please introduce yourself. Hello, hello, everyone. It is such an honor and the privilege to be with all of you amazing people on tonight. My name is Takara Nicole. I am indeed the Identity Coach coming at you from Shy City. Excited to be here tonight. And what do I do? Who do I represent? Well, 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 where do I start? So I'm an international figure who assists millennial and Generation X women to discover their identity by using powerful insight, discernment, and sensitivity. As the coach, author, speaker, consultant, I unlock their potential by exposing them to their true value. Now, that sounds like a mouthful, I know, but it is truly my passion and my purpose, one of many, of why I'm here on the planet and being able to help that generation or those generations of women to really unlock who they are. And a lot of times we go through life, we go through different things, we go through childhood hurts, trauma, etc. And we wear all these amazing hats of being the mom, the sister, the godmom, the daughter, all these things, but to the core, to our vault, who are we really? So I literally help women fire up their vaults to dig out what's already laying dormant within them to be everything that they've been called and purpose to be on this planet. And so I'm definitely honored and privileged to be here on the panel today. Uh, Tanisha Ramsey Lane is somebody that, man, this evangelist is a powerhouse, all things sisterhood, all things mommy related. She's definitely somebody who is doing her thing. And so it's definitely the honor and privilege to be here also with my brothers in Christ, to be able to bring you guys who we represent as a whole, but most importantly, individually. So one of the things that comes up in my mind when I think about what I represent and who I am, I automatically think about the trailblazer within me. And with that being said, you know, there's a lot of trailblazers within this millennial population specifically, and we were given the torch through the generations of different people who have not carried out the vision and their purpose and trying to figure out their identity. So now it's up to this millennial population to be the trailblazers that they've been called and created to be. So what is a trailblazer? I'm so glad somebody's asking because not everybody knows that terminology. A trailblazer is one that is willing to not only create the path, but to ignite the path, meaning that they are willing to lay their life on the line to operate on purpose, for purpose, every day to be able to leave a legacy for those who are willing and bold enough to follow. And so that's just one thing that I think of when I think of who I represent. And I'm sure here in a few moments after we all introduce who we are, 
we'll be able to dig in a little bit deeper and who the identity coach is and who I'm always evolving and striving to be. Tanisha? Yes. So our next panelist will be All About One Ministries. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. My name is Lee Morin from All About One. And All About One is a huge umbrella, and underneath it, we have a photography studio, we have a ministry, and recently we have a consulting and training section. And looking at my, my life vision is this. I'm a global team builder and motivational speaker, an international advocate, solution strategist, idea synergizer, and most importantly, a servant minister of the gospel. I'm an architect of effective communication training platforms to specialize in diversity and inclusion. We also specialize in conflict mediation and facilitation. I strive to be a voice for the voiceless, which is major in what we're dealing with today. I strive to be a voice for the voiceless and a champion for organizational life and self-improvement. I utilize my creative abilities through the theatrical performances that I demonstrate the power of the gospel of the kingdom of God and through photography to capture those special moments and memories that speak to the heart and soul of life's occasions. So what's all that mean? It means this, that first and foremost, I'm a minister of the gospel. And so All About One Ministries is dedicated to non-traditional ministries. And what I mean by that is we, we specialize in putting on gospel play productions. Right now we are in our sixth production of a gospel play. And when we say gospel play, we're not talking about these little 15 minutes that you might see on Sunday morning with the kids involved. No, we are talking about a full stage production falling right in line with the um, what you expect from Tyler Perry. So all our ministries are dedicated to being all about one. And that one comes from this, that God told me a long time ago in this vision. He said, you are going to go through so much and so, so many trials and tribulations. And what I am preparing you for and what you're going to produce is all about winning one soul. So each and every time at the end of each performance, we have a altar call. And in each and every performance, at least one person has given their life to Christ. And that is first and foremost in my ministry. Also in my ministry, we offer leadership training to church leaders, to clergy members, so that we can basically get them to a higher level of leading their con congregations and also providing them the best service. And right now with this COVID that we're going through, you know, ministry has changed. And so what we do, we provide online services in order to teach people to how to most effectively deal with crisis. And so also, like I mentioned, we have recently started a consulting and um, training section, and that is dedicated towards teaching organizations all about diversity and inclusion, because right now, more than ever, it is imperative that our organizations and our companies have a sense of diversity. And it's not just about different background, bringing them to the tables, to reaching out to, to clients can be exhibited and so they can make a huge impact on the on the company and so with companies being exposed to more inclusion more diversity it's going to make their organizations profit rise it's going to make their companies morale rise as well which is number one our focus because we believe this that if you focus on people the mission and vision of the company will get done each and every time 
And that's me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Woo, that was an amazing introduction. Our last panelist to introduce themselves, we have the Clarity Doctor. Hey, 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 woo, woo, woo. What's up, y'all? This is Timothy Moore, Clarity Doctor, a visionary in all things perspective, perception, and vision. I help entrepreneurs, small businesses, startups, create a clear, concise, and compelling vision so that they can get unstuck and break through mental barriers so they can live the life that they dream. So I'm so glad to be on this platform with these amazing people. Thank you so much, Tanisha. A um, little bit about me. I live in Omaha, Nebraska, in the O-N-E, and um, it's actually warm outside, so I'm pretty happy about that. And I'm just excited Understanding that perception, perspective, and vision are key to success. If you are not able to see clearly where you're going, if you have not set your destination, if you have not fully decided where it is that you want to go and where you want to end up, it is not programmed into your life's GPS. Therefore, you cannot get the route created for you. So it's really about every individual having a perspective that will allow them to be successful. And when you're stuck, it simply means that your vision isn't clear. It simply means that you don't have the ability to really look and see where it is you're going. And so what we end up doing is we end up doing nothing because we're not sure what our destination is. Or we will end up doing too many things, which causes us to move in circles. So we still end up stuck because of the lack of clarity. So I just want to encourage listeners to really focus on really determining what it is that you really see, what it is you really see for your life, what is it that you really see your impact being, what is it that you're really seeing as the people that you want to help and providing value to those people through your gifts, through your talents, through things you love, through your passion. What problem is it that you want to solve? Be able to see what that is clearly and put all your energy into it. A lot of times people say, well, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. But you know what? You need to put all your eggs into your purpose and don't give up on it. Don't be afraid that what if it don't work out? You know what? It's going to work out because that's what you've decided and intended on doing. So therefore it's going to work out. And all you need to do is start, create that momentum, and you will end up in the destination that you set. But that's a little bit about what I do. Tanisha, take it away. Yes. So I want you guys to leave your social media information and your website so the listeners can go follow you. They can connect with you guys. So you first, Timothy Moore. Yes. Um... You can reach me at get unstuck the number two day.com. Get unstuck the number two day.com. Reach out. We can get connected and you can get unstuck. Cool. Lee Mori, you're next. Hey, you can reach me at my website is all about one.com. 
Also, you can find me on Facebook. If you type in All About One, you'll see All About One. You'll see All About One Ministries, All About One Consulting. So I look forward to hearing from you. Takara Steele, you're next. Well, well, well. You can reach me at www.bosint.com as well as sending an email to info at vosint.com. Thanks very much. I am going to read something to the listeners before I go on a commercial break. I want you guys to embrace your ears. I want you to prepare for the next session because it's about to go down, you guys. And it is, how can a clock represent a person? A clock represents time, and the life is the limited amount of time we got on this earth. As time passes, our life progresses, and as easy as a clock can suddenly come to a stop, same goes our fragile life. With each tick of the clock, time go by. With each beat of your heart, lives go by. So therefore, we will be back after this commercial break. Yes, yes, yes. It's your fabulous evangelist, Tanisha Ramsey Lane, host of Millennials Ministries, where we are a breath of fresh air. Join us here on T-O-K-O-B-L Radio every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Check us out on our community page on Facebook at Millennials Men and Instagram at Millennials underscore men. Remember, we are the original kings over valuable land. T-O-K-O-B-L Radio. So we are back, my listeners, and I am your fabulous evangelist, Tanisha Ramsey Lane, on Millennials Ministry on T-O-K-O-V-L Radio. So our first panelist, our topic will be, what represent you? So the first panelist will be Lee Morin. Share with our listeners what represent you. Hello, everyone. Thanks again, once again, for the invite. I really appreciate that. When, you know, that's kind of an interesting topic. What represents me? You know, I'll have to first start with the um, with scripture. When we look at what our spiritual gifts are, knowing what our spiritual gifts are are very important. That way we can truly step into what God is calling for our lives and knowing clearly that I have been given the gift of exhortation. Once again, the gift of exhortation. Now, you may not have heard that. So let me break it down for a little bit. Rewording is basically the gift of motivation, the gift of encouragement. So I would say that I represent that in my daily life, in my comings and my goings, how I deal with ind- individuals. Because ultimately what I have is a, a larger vision that God has placed in me. And that is to bring out the potential in each and every individual that I encounter each and every organization that I encounter because it's vital because so many times individuals go to the grave with all that potential inside of them. And each and every time I encounter someone, I spend time with someone, I just strive to pour into them my all, my very best. And I want to be tired. I want to be depleted because, you know, I had this divine revelation most recently is this, is that God is calling me to give away things for free. That's advice, that's knowledge, that's wisdom, because he has told me that no matter how much I give away for free or how much I pour into others, 
he will continue to flow into me. And once I have given out everything that I have within me to someone, if they come back and ask for more, God is going to replenish. God is going to give me more to pour into them. And so I strive on encouraging people. You know, people often come to me and say, hey, you know what? I have this idea. I have this vision. And you know what? Step one is this. Did you write it down? Did you make it clear? If you haven't written it down, I'm going to spin you around and say, go write your dream down and come back to me. And then we can strategically look at a plan to enable you to accomplish your goal. But it all starts with that with that dream. You write it down. And so one thing that I am a big advocate of is encouraging people. There's too many naysayers out there. You know, folks, it's almost like a uh, crabs in a bucket. People are trying to get out. They're trying to get better. They're trying to get to a higher level of success. They're trying to get a higher level in God. And so people are constantly pulling them down. And there's enough of those naysayers in this world right now. And I strive to motivate people, to inspire people, most importantly, to listen to people. Not just assume where they want to go, but truly listen to them very carefully as they explain their vision, their dreams, their desires, their gifting, their talents, what God has poured into their heart. If they can't, if we can't take a time to listen to that, there's no way that we can guide them or help them get to where they want to go. Because as we talk about coaches, there's so many coaches out there and all they want to do is pigeonhole them. Whatever's worked for them, they want you to follow the same course because that's all they know. Well, no, I don't believe in that. I believe that if you are truly being led by God as a coach, as someone brings you, no matter what idea they bring, they could be one, they could want to own a trash company, they could want to be a coach themselves, they could want to be a school teacher, a principal, whatever that is, God will pour into you the right words, the right motivation to help get them to the next level. Because so many times, once again, people are just dying with all this potential inside them. And God did not create us to do that. He's given us these talents and these abilities. And we need to be advocates for one another. We can lift up each other. And, you know, speaking of that, lifting up each other is about the community. It's about the people, the tribe that you are with. And so many people get offended when we say tribe, but you know what? There's no other way to describe it. It's a group of individuals that come together in unity to lift each other up. And that's very vital. And I have noticed that as my family and my tribe has changed from one level to the next, I can just see the greater success. I can feel the greater confidence. I can feel the greater wisdom that's being poured into me, and that's vital. So if you look around at the people that are around you, what are they doing? Is anybody around you where you want to be? Are they a step higher than you, two steps higher you? If they're below you, you know what? I'm not saying you got to disassociate with them, but you got to put yourself around people who are where you want to be, people that can pour into you because people who have nothing poured into them or that are empty, they cannot pour into you. And so as God is calling you to higher things, you need to be in an environment with higher elevated people, people that have that knowledge level, people that can help you. And then as you're on your way up, you are holding the hands of those who are trying to get to your level and you're bringing them up with you. And that's about sense of community. You know, what one individual may lack in the group, somebody else may make up the difference. 
you know, we, we, I started with people having different spiritual gifts, different talents. And when you have the right community, you can do so much more. You can do so much more together. You know, it's like this in a book I said, I read once it talked about, um, it talked about when we first grow up that we're independent or I'm sorry, we're dependent. As we grow up, we're dependent. We're dependent upon our family. We're dependent upon those around us to take care of us. But then we get to an age when we go off to school and we are independent. Everybody strives to be independent. They want to be out on their own. They want to do things on their own. But then finally in life, when you start to gain some wisdom, you come to a level of interdependency. And that is the point where you recognize the value of your community because together you can build so much more together. So once again, thank you for, uh, for this time. And if I have to look at, you know, a value that represents me, I would just say encouragement, encouraging others and trying to get others to where they want to be. And if somebody that I'm mentoring, somebody I'm coaching, if they have greater success than me, then that excites me because I did my job. I was able to pour everything into them because along my route, I just came out of the military and along my military career, there have been so many people that have poured into me and I can't just use that all for myself. I have to pour all that wisdom, pour all that knowledge into the next generation, into the next person. So I counted a blessing that I can walk on a journey with someone to help them have greater success than I do. Thank you. I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being part of the show. I really thank you so much. That was amazing. That was wonderful breakdown. I just want to share one thing with the listeners before I call my next panelist up. It's a poem and it says, An amazing thing happens when you get honest with yourself and start doing what you love. What makes you happy? You start wishing for the weekend. You stop merely looking forward to the special events. You begin to live in each moment. And you start feeling like a human being. You just ride the wave that is life. With a feeling of contentment and joy. You move foolishly, subtly, and calm and grateful. A veil is lifted and a whole new perspective is born. Our next panelist is Takara Steele. Share with us what represent you. Wow, so I'm excited that you decided to throw that poem right before you had me to share who I am and what represents me. And so I really have been on this path to be real here more lately. And what that looks like is just unmasking some of the things that I've covered up for so long even though I've shared bits and pieces of them, now the whole thing is coming out, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God kind of thing. And uh, it's amazing. It's quite the journey. It's exciting. And Lee, you said it best. It's so awesome to be able to have a tribe. And these people who are on this panel here with me today are indeed my tribe. And so, Tanisha, thank you again for extending such an opportunity to be able not just to share period, but just to be able to share with the people who I am on this panel with today. It means a lot. 
So when I think about something that represents me, I go back to back in 2012 when I had a friend of mine throw, literally throw me into an opportunity that literally shaped my life and continues to shape my life on a daily basis. And that's the speaker in me. And so she promised me that she would at least write my bio. At that time, I wasn't even thinking about speaking at all whatsoever. And so I said, look, if I'm going to take the speaking engagement for you, I need for you to create my bio. Now, that was back in 2012. I still use a lot of the nuts and bolts from that to this day. And one of the things that she said was that I have a zeal and enthusiastic spirit about life, and I do. So when I think about becoming this person that I was not looking to become, let me make that very clear. My goal was to be a lawyer and eventually a judge. Anybody who knew me knew that that was the story, and that's what I was thinking. And so even with the speaking engagement that my friend threw me into, it literally evolved into a six-year project. These women called me back six years straight to speak at this amazing opportunity that literally it still moves me to this day that I, have, I even collided into the opportunity. So I say this about being enthusiastic about life because a lot of people don't even see how to be one to be enthusiastic about life especially during the times that we're living in right now and so i'm thankful that even though i have moments and a lot of people think when you're a coach you know you don't have moments that's a lie you do and i will be even challenged to say when you are a coach you have more moments than others because your responsibility your life purpose one of many is to be able to be that servant leader. And so um, one of my models is that you should choose to live on purpose for purpose. And so I think that's one of the things that represents me the most would be life. And I promote the fact that we all have a life worth living no matter what we've been through. And so here recently, I would, I've really been super transparent, um, <laughs> super honest about a lot of things that I used to just surface talk on, meaning I would graze it, give you a little bit, but I would I really wouldn't deep dive into it. And now I'm like, I don't care anymore. And, you know, when you say you have an I don't care attitude, automatically people will be like, oh, so you don't care? No, no, no. Let me let me be very clear what I mean by that. When I say I have an I don't care attitude now, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say because there's people out here that are hurting, that are dying in the inside of them, that don't have anywhere to turn. And they feel like the next person that they want to share with, they're going to judge them and they're going to put them on this panel and, and they're going to put them on this platform and blah, blah, blah. And the list goes on and on. I'm in a place in my life to where I want God to be pleased. And so the things that he has allowed for me to not only live through, but now literally thrive on and to literally help people shift from, I need to be transparent about that. So everything that I do from the consulting part of my business, from the writing coach of my business, helping people specifically 
you know, those who are looking to publish non-fictional books or even a children's book that shares a, a monumental part of their life with the world, God has allowed for me to just be like, okay, here you are. And I'm like, yep, here I am. I've arrived and I love it because I used to hate my name. Let's be honest and transparent about that. I grew up in a white neighborhood and I was teased as a kid because my name wasn't what they thought it should be. Or let's talk about my next door neighbors who were members of the KKK. And so, you know, there were those childhood hurts where I'm like, my name's Takara. What was my mom thinking? Naming me after her favorite Avon perfume in the 80s. But Takara literally means protected by God. It literally means treasure. So to be able to speak life over just my name and being able to help women identify who they are, period. It's a, it's a, it's a rewarding thing for me to be able to have such a ministry because I wrap it up in the form of coaching, right? But it's literally a ministry and I love what I do. I love that I have such a zeal and enthusiastic spirit about life because there was many times and I've been very honest and transparent about it here lately where I tried to take my life on multiple occasions, whether it had been, you know, um, just the thought of suicide um, or the attempts. And to understand God was like, no, I can't, no, I got a work to do through you. And so to be able to really hone on the fact that I've been chosen, man, that right there allows for me to step in and be the identity coach that God has created me to be. So that's me. That's what I represent. That's who I am. Good days, bad days, through it all. You know, I'm a child of God and I'm a servant leader. Thanks for sharing and being so transparent, sis. We love you. Blesses, my love. That was an awesome, awesome story. So I have one more poem I'm going to read, and we're going to bring our last panelist to the platform to speak. And my last poem is Success. To laugh often and much. To win the respect of intelligence, people, and the affection of children. To earn the appreciation of honesty, critics, and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know even one life has breath easily, because you have lived. This is, and this is to have succeeded. Our last panelist is Timothy Moore. Hey, Tanisha, thanks again so much for allowing this platform. Um, you know, when my father died a couple years ago, it broke my heart. I was so devastated, and I was, I was crying on his casket. I didn't even know why I was crying because I didn't even have a close relationship with my dad. Growing up without a father and just not having the discipline around in my life, I got into anything and everything and so as an adult when i found myself unable to control the uh result of those things that i entangled myself with i blame my father because i felt like he should have been there to guide me through certain scenarios and situations you know being molested as a little boy being exposed to so much pornography through neighbors and i felt like 
this struggle is his fault. But when he died and I cried and cried and I cried, I cried. I cried not because I was going to miss him so much, but because my excuses were gone. He was gone and I had no one else to blame for how my life was going. And so at that moment, I decided, you know what? I'm going to release him and I'm going to take full responsibility for where my life ends up. And so when I look at that story and I look back at my life in that regard, what really represents me is transparency, um, serving other people and giving. You know, having gone through just so many different things, like Takara was saying, it's that transparency and knowing that what you, what I bring to the table can literally save people's lives. And the most annoying thing for me is being in, you know, church and not being able to reveal your true self. It's like you're hiding the whole way. And that has always been so annoying and frustrating because I know for a fact, you know, people are experiencing things or going through things, but you don't have the support around you and the safe environment to really reveal what you struggle with. So in this place in my life, um, transparency is all I feel and believe. I've um, just owning everything about myself, the good, the bad, the ugly, and just being able to be like, yep, that's me. You know, I experienced that, went through that, or I struggled with that. And it's such a free place. And um, being able to, to pour out and give to other people from the source of what I've overcome and watching people shift, watching people get free, watching people um, climb out of the pit. And if I can empower people through what I've been through, I'm excited. And so I just feel like I need to give and I need to pour. I need to be transparent and I need to serve and I need to keep giving because it's endless. You know, there's, I don't, I can't even give enough because, um, or I can't give too much because my source is limitless. Um, I never run out because God never runs out. I never run out of word because he is the word and he never runs out. Um, and so as a coach and getting people unstuck, just focusing on helping people shift their perspective and help them see things in a different way and to, to understand that you can get a new perception. You can change the perception that you have of yourself. You can change the perception that you have of the people around you. You can change the perception that you have on life and, and you can change your perspective. It's intentional. But the only way that you can do that is you have to be willing to jump into the unknown. If you're scared of the unknown, you can't shift because it's in the unknown. When you launch out into the deep and the deep represents the unknown, the deep represents things haven't experienced, the deep represents things that are not known, things you're unaware of. That's what the deep represents. The scripture says you got to launch out into the deep. You can't be afraid. And if you're afraid, you will always get what you always had. 
you won't get anything new until you launch out into the deep. And so if if you want your life to shift, if you want your life to change, you like I don't even know what I don't even know what new perspectives are out there. You're right, you don't know them. That's why you get around people who have the perspective that you've never even seen. Like you weren't even aware that it even existed. You didn't know it existed, but it was already there. It was just behind you. But because you were so focused in the direction that you were going, you didn't know what was available to you. But you could got to get around people with different perspectives that been through different things and, and, and can teach you stuff. And then you got to be willing to unlearn. I was talking to somebody earlier and they were like, well, how do I even get a new perspective? Well, you got to let go of your own. Well, what if I don't want that perspective? It's not that you want that perspective. You just want to be able to see it. You just want to be able to see it. You want to become aware of it. Because once you become aware, you can shift. Now you you realize there are other options. And that the way you see things isn't the only way to see it. And so that's how you shift. That's how you move. What represents me? Vision. Being able to know that with the right vision, anything is possible. When your vision is clear, you can do anything. And you got to be willing to like, I'm going after it. I'm going all in. I'm putting all my energy into what I see. And there's no failure possible. I cannot fail because the laws of the universe give me momentum that say if I start, if I initiate in this direction, all I got to do is keep going, not give up. And I will end up there because it's a law. It's the law of the universe. Momentum. Start. And don't quit. Keep applying force in the direction that you want. You're going to be all right. Anyway, that's my spiel. That's all I got. Woo! That was awesome, man. If y'all have not just been fed, oh my God. We just got fed in the word. And we just got motivated. If you ain't motivated after this, something is wrong with you. So, before we go out, before we have inspirational word. We're going to take another commercial break, but before we go out, I want to tell the listeners something. Take this in and listen. Sometimes even to live is an act of courage. If you truly want to be respected by people you love, you must prove to them that you can survive without them. We will be right back after a while. My name is Samari Lane. I am here to give you the kids' scripture corner. Psalm 72, verse 1 through 3. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. Amen. And we are back with an inspirational word. I am your fabulous evangelist, Tanisha Ramsey Lane, the host of Millennials Ministries on T-O-K-O-B-L Radio. Representing God. What does it mean when Genesis 1 speaks of humankind being image of God? Take it to mean that human beings represent God. Representing God is the theme that pervades scriptures and history throughout the various eras and in number of ways. Human beings representing God to all the rest of the creations. P. 
people of Israel, representing God to all other peoples, priests, representing the people before God, prophets, representing God's message to people. Jesus Christ, God representing himself as a human being to all humanity and creations in achieving the means of following believers in whom God Holy Spirit lives, mature sons of God as we saw, representing God in amongst all humanity. In light to come, human beings will again represent God to all the rest of the creations, but in purity and in new, more glorious ways. The one that most apply today are the first, last, and second last. Representing God involves at least six things. Showing, modeling, critiquing, doing, bringing, inviting, showing. What does the one true God is like? So that the others can experience something of God and to be blessed. The work of witness, modeling. How the God intended humanity to operate in the world. Demonstrating how life can be lived to the fullest and richest and healthiest extent. God intended the work of the witness. Critiquing the world. Communicating what is required of us all, representative and the others. By the ways of response to God and his world, the work of prophets, doing, being human and social vehicle through whom God acts in the world, the work of rulers, bringing those represented before God, the work of the priests, inviting and welcoming people who wants to join with the one true God, the work of evangelism, who is up to such a role, good news. God is the one who will do this within us. Why representation? But why does God work through representation? Partly, of course, because he is utterly other, but there is another possible reason. To select someone to represent me means I trust that someone, God so loved his creations that he was inclined to trust it and hence gave it the holy privilege of representing him. God loves both directly and indirectly. The wealthy person wanted to send a gift of art of two other people. Two, one he sent paintings. To the other he sent an artist. The artist would generate an entire sequence of paintings adapted to the changing needs and situations, which is the more loving gift. So it is with God and his creations. God sends both good things directly, not only paintings, but also the artist represents the giver to the receiver, but in different ways. The people of God in the same way, Humankind represent gods to the rest of the creation. That is what it means to be the image of God. It is not so much that we have characteristics or abilities of God, but rather than represent God to another 
who looks at us or experiences us. That is why in Romans 8 is in revealing of the mature sons of God who are like God that the creation rejoices. So humanity represent God to the rest of the creations. How are we doing this role? Not very well. A thing become clearer when we see the differentiated from other things. So if there is some people who are especially chosen to represent God, then others can see more clearly what God is like. Several versions of this of these to, that have occurred during humanity history. How can we today, as God people, represent him? At least two ways. Showing what God is like. Doing the work of God in the world. Radical discipleship. But surely it is God's people who should have the clearest view of how the world is changing and what the news response should be surely is God's people who have the best diagnosis and the best solution surely is God's people who have the means and power and effectiveness surely is God's people who have the motivation God's people should be led the world in ideals and action Radical ideals and action as well as non-radical and not just follow and criticize. My, my, my. What enables representation? New birth, holiness, fruit of the spirit, gift of the spirit and power, the missionary call, theology, media and writing, Blessings of those representing God. The blessings of those representing God. Protection. Provision. Prosperity. Prestige. Power. Promotings. What we show of God. What is it that we show of God? God is love. So we should give ourselves for the other. God is genuine. God is genuine, so we should genuine to others. God is wise, so we should exercise, exercise wisdom. God is humble, so we should always be humble. God is the truth, so we should never dissemble. God is just, so we should never partly nor seek special interests. God frees the poor. So we should give our lives to the object. God cares for non-human creatures. Our attitude should be exactly that. God is patient with those who do wrong. So we should try to prevent wrong by force. God is engaged in the world. And so on. This is a living, substantial do I. Even though so we often fail to show what God is like. Though we live unsustainably. God mercifully, especially if our hearts are right. David sinned, but was still a man after God's own heart. God still speaks to us in bits and pieces. 
But there's even greater liberty, joy, fulfillment for those who lost their lives for Christ and the gospel. This is such a good word. Yes, it is. I hope you guys are taking this in. This is some awesome word of God representing God. God is so amazing. He is so wonderful. He is so merciful. He gives us so much and we don't give him enough of our time. But we got to start doing right, you guys. We have to start doing right. We have to. Because God is our father and we are his children. And we should want to give him all the glory and the praise every day as he let us wake up see another brand new day in our life. Yes, yes. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I hope you guys listen to some notes, to some inspirational words that I shared with you today. God is a good God. He will never leave us or forsake us. He is so wonderful and so marvelous. He is the Alpha. He is the Omega. Yes, he is. He is our true living God. And we are his children. He shall protect us no matter what we are facing in life. It was a good show tonight to reflect what do you represent and what represent God. Two powerful, two powerful subjects for me and two topics. You guys be blessed because the world today, we're going through so much in life. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But God, we just thank you because you are wonderful. You are merciful. You are worthy to be praised. We give you the honor. We give you the glory. Yes, we do, Lord. We thank you for letting us breathe today, Lord. We thank you for putting food on our table, Jesus. We thank you for putting clothes on our back. We thank you for letting us give us eyes to see Jesus. We thank you for everything you've done for us. We could never thank you enough. All we can do is give you praise, Jesus, because you are worthy. Yes, you are. We'll be right back with some poems to keep you motivated in this time of COVID-19. Hey, Millennials. It's your fabulous evangelist, Tanisha Ramsey Lane, host of Millennials Ministries, and you're listening to T-O-K-O-B-L Radio. And we are back. I pray. I pray because I'm happy. I pray because I'm sad. I pray because I'm fearful. I pray because I'm mad. Whatever emotions are running through my head, whatever I'm feeling, I give it up to God. When the weight of the world is more than I can bear, all I have to do is give it to him in prayer. I give him all his glory. I give him all the praise. I give him all my problems. I give him all my stress. I pray to be made worthy. I pray to pass the test. I pray that every day I can give my best. So if you're facing any problems, have something that's bothering you, I can't tell you all the answers. I can't tell you what to do. All I can say is I pray. Life can be rough, really rough sometimes. It can feel like you're struggling to catch your breath. People let you down, plans get derailed, and dreams can crack under stress and chaos of it all. That does not mean that you have to remain a victim of circumstances or let your life pass you by. You can seize, find your peace and happiness and go after what you want. So let's talk about what your life together wants and for all. 
Do talk, but stop complaining. Excessively. Here's something that people aren't going to tell you. Listen to someone incessantly complain about their life and position is draining. Mostly a waste of time. It actually harms you in the long run. People genuinely strive for the middle ground. They politely nod and say, that's too bad, as their friends complains about the situation for their 20th time. And nothing of value gets accomplished. Does that mean you shouldn't talk about the problems at all? No. But do be clear about what you're talking in the first place. Are you just talking to talk? Are you trying to process the emotion associated with the problem you're having? Are you looking for solutions? There are lots of messages in the self-improvement and mental health space telling you to talk about what you feel. Yet, this is not always good advice. Live your life proactive instead of reactive. Do you pro- procrastinate? Plenty, plenty of people do. We put off until tomorrow what we can do accomplish today. The problem with procrastination is that it gives you the opportunity to forget to do things that's important or let them pile up until mile hill of a problem turns into a mountain. And then you're left scrambling to try to make things come together while dealing with the additional problem with the inaction created. Choosing to do nothing just means that Decisions will be made for by or by whatever internal force are pushing you. What should you do instead? Live proactively. Get the things accomplished that you need to do soon as possible so you can have a clear mind to move on in more important things. A simple productive hack that you can use right now is in the five minute rule. It can be done under five minutes just to do the things right then it will be out of your way forever. Simply, right? Don't wait until the last minute. If you do that, life will force you to down path that you don't want to be on. Be proactive. Get done what you need to get done as soon as you can get it done. Get organized. Organization is an insensitive part of success. Why is organization so important? Well, if you want to build anything of substance and quality, it's going to take time to end direction. Organization it's important for planning and executing on that plan. Let's say you wanted to construct a building. You don't want your electrician showing up to install the lights before the crew has poured the foundation, right? Organization also ties in living a proactive life. It's through organization and prioritizing that you can plan 
what you need to be get done and when. Maybe it's something you need to deal with next week. Maybe you have a deadline a month away. Maybe you need to make those reservations three months from now. Find a method of organization that works for you. Whatever is keeping things neat and embracing the chaos because you know that you left the bill that needed to be paid on a pile because there were always but the bills. You don't need to live in a state clinical cleanliness to reap the benefit of organization. Set short, mid, and long-term goals. The ability to set goals can guide you to where you want to be in life. There are many types of goals in life, but they can all be broken down in three categories. Long-term goals provide the destination that you are traveling to. Mid-term goals help you gauge progress and make sense of cluster of short-term goals that you are already knocked out. And short-term goals are an individual's footstep that carries you on a journey to accomplish the goal and long-term success. Goal setting does not need to be a compass process. All you need to do is pick a long-term goal and then revise, engineer how you accomplish the goal. The internet is a great for doing that research because you can learn from people who's having already accomplished the same thing. Where can you start? What do you need to do to get that goal? What is the pitfall of pursuing the goal? What kind of resource and knowledge do you need to accomplish that goal? Where can you find the resource and knowledge? Some people like to break their goals down into chunks of time. What do I want my life to look like in six months, a year, five years, ten years? How can I accomplish the goals within that time frame? Cut toxic people out your life. You are the advantage of the five people you spend the most time with. That is saying, pointing to how much and influence the person we surround ourselves with have in our life. But it goes deeper than that. It is difficult to maintain a positive mental attitude and stay focused on goals and surround yourself with bitter people. It's difficult to make progress if people you surround yourself with is constantly belittling you in your efforts. That doesn't mean you need to cut ties with everyone that dis- disagree with you. The word toxic is thrown around far too casually, particularly at people who might be saying something that is needs to be said but isn't what you want to hear. A genuine toxic person is someone who is doing harm to your well-being. So that's some tips for you to get your life in order, to get your goals, get it mapped out, to get organized in your life.
I am your fabulous evangelist, Tanisha Ramsey Lane, the host of Millennials Ministry on T-O-K-O-B-L Radio. If you want to be a guest on the show, send an interest letter to millennialsministries at gmail.com. Once again, to millennialsministries at gmail.com. If you would like to have us run an ad for you on the show, Send an interest letter to millennialsministries at gmail.com. Love is what it is and love is what it does. Be blessed and good night, millennials.